Hey, I'm Brandon, the online campus pastor here at Big Valley Grace, and thank you for taking a moment to watch this message. It is the teaching portion from one of our live weekend worship gatherings, and we have those every single weekend here online and in person, and I just want to extend an invitation to you to join us. We're just a local church, local body of believers, and we would love if you would join us uh, on a weekend upcoming here sometime soon. Uh, but as we get headed into this message together, a couple things just want to point you to. One is a connect card. If there's any way that, that we can pray for you, if you want to contact us, that connect card form is just a really great way uh, to let us know that you're joining us. Any next steps you want to take, stuff like that is right on there. Also, if you want to bring in offering, uh, worshipful gift uh, to King Jesus, you can do that right on our give page on our website or via text. So hope you enjoy the unpacking, the unfolding of the word as we look at it together. Again, welcome uh, to Big Valley especially if you're visiting or maybe you're, you're watching online. I'm grateful that you're, you're, you're with us. Um, I was thinking back on this past uh, year, actually the last couple of weeks, I always got to get away in January and I um, kind of think through the year, kind of think through some major categories in my life and what maybe I hope the Lord might um, do or accomplish, uh, you know, in and through my, my life. Obviously, a lot of it has to do with my family and our, our family's changing. Uh, it was the very first time when on Christmas Eve, there was nobody in our home. My oldest daughter, who's married uh, to a police officer here in town, they were on his side of the family. My middle uh, daughter, who's married uh, to Connor Foster, somebody who grew up here, they were on that side of the family. And my son, who's in college, was with his girlfriend. Somehow that trumped, you know, <laughs> hanging out with mom and dad. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's a younger generation. And so it was my wife and I, and that was just a unique moment. Now. Yesterday, everybody, you know, kind of met at our place, which was really, really great. But, um, you know, part of my getaway is just to think about my family and my kids and my grandkids. And it's, a, it's a, an extended time where I pray and just kind of lay some things out and I look at a calendar. But one of the things I did was I, I was thinking about the top five moments of last year. And I, and I do this. I, I think about that kind of stuff. What were those great moments that I got to experience this past year. And maybe right now you're going, huh, what would my top five moments be? And I don't know whether I got these right or not. And I know I think I got them in the right order. But number five was, and this is something you probably didn't know, is I had a chance to play in what was called the 60-plus World Baseball World Series in Scottsdale. And it was, it's hardball, you use wooden bats. Most of the players were ex-major leaguers. And I was asked to play out of a team out of Seattle. And so we went to Scottsdale and played in all those minor league parks, nine inning games, got all the umps. I mean, it was, it, was a pretty, it was a pretty big deal. And I got asked to play on this team. And I did and went over there. And uh, man, that was just a, a blast. It was just a, a, a blast to, to play. Now, I hadn't played in a long time. And one of the things that's different when you play in a 60 plus league is that these dugouts were, it just smelled of Bengay. And um, 
biofreeze or whatever it was, man. We were all in the dugouts just, you know. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Uh, so that one, I, I put that down as, as number five. N- number four, um, you know, because of COVID last year, we weren't able to do our annual trip. We always go to Disneyland and take our family half for 20 uh, plus years in June, and we're able to do it again this year. And I hadn't been to Disneyland in, man, I don't know how long. And we went with our, our daughter and took our grandson. And there's nothing like watching a, you know, almost two-year-old at, you know, at Disneyland. It, it, that is just one of the great things to, to, to see. Uh, number three, uh, I, I was thinking about Joel, our, our senior pastor. And for me, I, I've got this up-close and personal, you know, view of him and have since he was just a kid around here. But I was just going, man, Lord, thank you. Thank you for raising up such an incredible young guy to lead our church. And he is one godly young man. And just to watch him over this past year has just been really, really phenomenal. Um, number, number two, uh, you know, and some of you are gonna go, man, what could be number one? But my middle daughter got married. And that, that, that's just a great, great experience, you know, to see her all dressed up and happy and, you know, she's got this great guy and there's this party and there's, there's celebration. It was, it was just really um, one of those great, great moments that um, cost you a fortune. <laughs> But it, it's worth it. it, it, it's worth it. We just got the, the video. You know, the guy puts together the whole video and, and, um, and the video, I don't, I don't know, I said the video's like two minutes long. It's just a montage of things and set to music. And when it was over, I said, what I paid, that's all you get is a two minute video? <laughs> Man, put the thing together, I want all the stuff. But number one, without a doubt, and this is always the number one thing, it always is, and that is um, seeing people's lives transformed by the gospel. It's one of the great things about being a part, an active part of a church, a member of a church, whether you're a pastor or not, it doesn't matter. To see people who give their life to Christ, to see people who you know, obey the Lord and are baptized, to, to see people maturing and growing in their faith and and they go from being, you know, an unbeliever, somebody who didn't know anything about Jesus, to they're serving somewhere and, and growing. I, there is nothing like that. Nothing. Everything else pales in comparison to seeing somebody's life being transformed. And when you're an active member of a church... You, you, you kind of see that. You may not see it to the degree that I do or Lonnie because we, we're here. We work here, Pastor Rick. We, we're here all the time and we see all the cards and the things. But if you're an active member of the church, this church or any church, you get to see it. You get to watch new people. There's so many new people here that, that weren't here, you know, you know, the Garys are back there and they've been here for a thousand years. I mean, there's just people here you've never even seen before. It's like, well, who's that guy? And, you know, and they're new and they're serving and, and they came to faith in Christ here and it's really, really cool. 
So you might think about what are some of the neat things, the top five things in your life this past year? I mean, this is the last Sunday of this year. And I'm going to talk a little bit about how to have hope in, you know, 2022 or how to make next year really, you know, a, a great year. I uh, went on to the National Geographic. I thought this was really weird. And I wanted to know what were the top things from National Geographic? What were the top, you know, people uh, clicked on and wanted to read an article and and all the top five are all COVID related, you know, COVID, the you know, Delta variant, the, the, you know, the Omicron variant, the, I don't know, the next one, the Megatron, whatever the next one is. And, and, you know, how are the vaccines doing? You know, are they working? Are they not working? What about boosters? You know, and whatever all the stuff was. Those were the top five. And here was number six. And I just thought this was just weird. So you got COVID, 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 COVID. And that makes sense. Number six was what you should know about murder hornets. <laughs> and I remember going, what? Did I miss something? Are there like murder hornets showing up here? And, and it's just like, okay, COVID, I get it. COVID, 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 murder hornets. So you may want to read up on it in case one of them shows up, you know, in your backyard or whatever. And then I looked at, you know, top five, you know, resolutions. And these are always the same. You can go back 10 years. You can go back eight years, five years, last year. They're always kind of basically the same. Number five was, I want to take up a new hobby, okay? And that might be one of the things you go, hey, I'd like to do that, Lord. My, my wife's gold gift, okay? And for those of you who know, that, that, that's her, you know, kind of special gift. I got her a set of women's golf clubs, because she was thinking about taking up golf. And I hope she does, because I'd like to take up golf again. I haven't played in a long time. But she's thinking about taking it up, so I bought her a set of clubs, and it could be if she, you know, likes it and practices that, you know, I'm thinking, I don't know how her and I will do together. That could be, oh, I hadn't thought it all through yet, but, but her and I going out and, you know, playing golf together, to me, it just sounds super in, enjoyable, and maybe there's a hobby you're thinking about taking up. Uh, number four was saving more money. That's always on the top five you know, re, you know, resolution, saving more money. I don't know how that's going, but I wonder why, if it was, it seems like if, it, if people did it, it wouldn't end up on the list every year, but, it, but it's there. N number three, exercise more. Hey, in January, if you own a health club, man, everybody joins. You're making a fortune. I mean, people are joining, I'm joining, I'm, a, I'm working out. And then, Nobody shows up. So about a week, people are there and they go, man, I don't know, this exercise and stuff is too much. But maybe that's what you want to do. Uh, number two, they go right along together is lose weight. Okay? I'm not going to go any farther on that one with you. But, um, and then number one is eat healthier. I want to eat healthier. I, I, I heard this, this funny story. A, a woman walked into her uh, bathroom at home and her husband was on the scale, and he was sucking in his stomach. And she thought to herself, man, come on, and said to her husband, man, you actually think that that's gonna, you know, make your weight, you know, not as heavy. And he goes, oh, no, no. It's the only way I can see the numbers. <laughs> I don't know, man, I'm not saying anybody here needs to lose weight or anything, but... I also heard about this man who moved into a retirement community. 
and he was going to spend the rest of his life there, and he was older. It wasn't long until he met this other, uh, you know, gal who was older, and uh, man, he was really attracted to her, and so one day, he finally proposed. He asked this gal to, uh, to marry him, and the next morning, he woke up, and he remembered his proposal, but he couldn't remember what her answer was. So he went to her and said, hey, I, I'm really embarrassed. I know I proposed to you last night, but I can't remember if you said yes or no. And she said, oh, thank goodness, she replied. I remember saying yes. I just can't remember who it was to. <laughs> I don't even know what that has to do with the message. I just read it. I just thought, that's funny. I'm putting it in. Just throwing it in. <laughs> but part of it is I... I, I um, I can't remember things. That's weird. Who are you? <laughs> uh, take your Bibles and turn to Ephesians chapter 5, okay? And this is a really great scripture that I hope would maybe launch you into a, a really great year next year. I don't want you to get to the end of the year and it's 2000, you know, heading into a new year and you look back and go, man. Did I really do anything with my life? Did I accomplish anything? Were there any, did I make any tweaks to my life, my family, my, whatever it might be? I don't want that to happen. And I hope that this familiar passage would be an encouragement to you. Just the words, the scripture here, is, that's the most important thing. Whatever I say is, you know, whatever. You know, hopefully I'll, I'll add something to it maybe. But the scripture itself is, is pretty, pretty weighty and it speaks for itself. So you got to imagine that the Holy Spirit came upon our brother Paul. And God wanted this church in Ephesus to get a, a letter. And God knew that that letter would be copied and then copied again and then copied again and then copied again and then copied again. And, and here we would be 2,000 years later and, and we would have all of these copies that God made sure were, were accurate. And so the, the, the version that you're reading, it's a copy, but it's been preserved by God throughout all of the centuries because he wanted you here this last Christmas of 2000. 21, you know, to, to have an impact on your life. These are the words that God wanted you to know, and it started thousands of years ago through a man named Paul, sending a letter to a church in Ephesus. It says this in verse 15. Be very careful then how you live. Could almost say, folks, man, I'm so glad you came. Have a great afternoon. That right there is pretty, pretty, pretty powerful. God says to all of us, and by the way, you could be here, you could be watching online, and maybe you don't believe in God. Those are still pretty powerful words, aren't they? Whether you believe in God or not. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. 
Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And we'll stop right there. So I, my goal, my hope, my prayer has been that these few little points that I'll make and then we'll, we'll end with a song would really, like I said, just launch into a great year. That somehow the Lord would use it in your life to um, make next year maybe one of the best years ever in your life, okay? So let me give you a few thoughts. Here's the first one. Be very careful to live wisely in 2022. Be very careful to live wisely in 2022. Once again, verse 15 says, be very careful then how you live. And then there are basically these two choices. You can live unwisely or you can live wisely. And then he reminds us, because the days are evil. The days are evil. Usually, a part of my routine is at some point in my morning, I will read our Modesto B. I want to know what the B is reporting on in, in terms of local stuff. I'm a, I'm a pastor in Modesto. So I ought to know what's going on in Modesto. I ought to care about what's happening in the city in which God has me living out my, my faith. You can say whatever you want about the Modesto B and whether it's good, bad, right, left, or whatever. I'm not interested in maybe national stuff. I just want to know what's happened locally. I want to know what's going on. I want to know. I think every believer ought to know. This is the town in which God has placed you. But I also spend quite a bit of time, I have a number of apps where I'm going to start reading about more national things. And I'll read the New York Times. I'll read the, the LA Times. I, I'm going to... I'm going to read some of these magazines or, or newspapers. And now all these, obviously, I'm, I'm putting on a different set of lenses because I realize people who are writing them have different biases and there's no way to get around any of that. You can't. But I want to know what's going on. I want to know what people on the left might think about an issue. I want to know what people on the right might think about an issue. I'm called to live wisely. And one of the ways you live wisely is when you gather data, you gather information on whatever, whatever, whatever the, the, the thing is. And everybody can have an opinion, and hopefully you've used your brain and done your research and you've looked at things, and, and then you lead your own personal life or you lead your family or whatever, whatever that might be. I don't know what it, I don't, I don't know what it is. One of the things that you notice, whether you read the Modesto Bee or the LA Times, is this. <laughs> Days are evil. It's unbelievable just the stuff that's out there. What one human being will do to another human being. And when you have somebody who, uh, in your family who works in law enforcement, sometimes you hear things that happen and go on, and you just go, wow. And that, that, the, the, there are stuff that doesn't even make the B, you know, that you just go, you gotta be kidding me, really? That, that's going on here, my, own, my town, my city. Peter, Peter basically said it this way in 1 Peter chapter 5. He said, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Boy, that's super descriptive. 
God says, we got this enemy, and he's just looking around. He's, he's looking to, to mess up your life. He's looking to mess up your life. All he wants to do is mess up your life or your life or your life. And he has his PhD in messing up people's lives. He's really good at it. And some of you could stand up and go amen and, and give testimony to it. Maybe he's messed up your personal life, or maybe he's messed up somebody in your family's life. And so our brother says, hey, just be self-controlled and alert. Jesus put it this way in Matthew 26. He says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Yes, you know Christ and Jesus lives in you. The Holy Spirit indwells you. The greatest power source known to mankind indwells you. It indwells your flesh. This, the old man, the Adamic nature. This is the headquarters of sin. That's why this doesn't get to go to heaven. This just ends up in a pine box. This is corrupt. You'll get a new one of these someday, you see. And so here you have Christ in you, the hope of glory. And wow, it wants to live a wise life. It want, it's helping you, and yet you're, you got this battle that goes on at times between your flesh, your spirit. And in Romans chapter seven, you see the great apostle Paul, you can see this battle that goes on, and I don't care who you are, sometimes you lose the battle as a believer. You lose. And the good news is, is Jesus loves you and will forgive you and pick you up, dust you off and say, get going, get back in the game. You'll have friends and people who won't do that for you. <laughs> Trust me. But Jesus will do that because he cares deeply uh, about you. I love what Paul wrote to a young man named Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter uh, four, he says, watch your life and your doctrine closely. And that's pretty good advice. Watch your life, watch how you live, and then watch your doctrine. Make sure you, you know the word of God. You don't want to sit down with your spouse or with your kids or with a friend or whoever it might be and share something from here that isn't accurate. You want to be careful that you're watching this Carefully, you're watching what you teach carefully, which is why church is so important, right? So you can come and learn, you know, maybe what the scripture teaches. Why? Why do we as Christians need to be careful about how we live our lives? Well, just real quickly, number one, we, we have an enemy who's out there who wants to destroy us. I talked a little bit about that. That's why you gotta, you gotta live wisely. That's why you gotta be careful. That's why you gotta be self-controlled you know, and alert because you got an enemy out there who just wants to destroy you or he wants to destroy your, your, your spouse or he wants to destroy your marriage or he wants to destroy your business or he wants to destroy your children or your grandkids or whatever it is. N number two, we live in a world that, that's just full of evil. Man, not only do we have an enemy, but man, just... You know, look around. 
read a paper, listen to the news. Uh, you know, one of the programs I, I watch, I love KCRA News. And one of the reasons why I love KCRA News is because it's just a straight news channel. It's not going to give you their opinions on anything. It's all local stuff. Sacramento, you know, Elk Grove, Modesto. And it's just straight news. There's no, they don't put any spin on it either way. And, and so, man, rarely, well, this time of year they'll have a, I'll have a feel-good story, but most of it, you, you, know, you turn it on, yeah, today there was a murder here and a murder there and a murder, 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 and a guy was selling this, and, you know, four kids were, you know, just live in a world that's full of evil. Number three, we have uh, hearts that are just all goofed up. The great prophet Jeremiah said, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. You know, who can understand it? So we got an enemy, the world's full of, you know, crummy People and then our own hearts just really messed up. And then number four, and this one's really interesting to me, is in, in the midst of all this, we have to make choices. So we got an enemy out there. You got all these evil people around us. Our hearts are all goofed up, and now we got to make choices. And I love what Proverbs says. There's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. In other words, you know, the enemy's so good at what he does, he can uh, you know, put these choices out there that we grab, and we go, oh, that's a good thing, and it seems like it's gonna be a good thing. It seems like it's gonna bring life or joy or fulfillment to my life, and maybe for a moment it does, but then, man, it just ends horribly. It just ends crummy. It's one of the reasons why on the back of your program here, I put together a, what I'm calling a Choose Wisely conference. And it's really based upon Proverbs uh, 14. The greatest choice you will ever contemplate and make is whether you're gonna humble yourself and give your life over to Jesus Christ. Greatest decision you'll ever make. There's nothing greater than that choice to say, I want to follow the Lord. But in my opinion, the next greatest choice, weightiest choice you will make is who do I marry? Who do I say I do to? And that's where you have to choose wisely. And this is a conference for anybody who's single. I'll tell you, if you're, I would say even a high school senior, obviously you're not getting married, but you know what? This is great data that'll be imparted in your mind. Certainly if you're in college, maybe marriage is a long way off. I get it. But this is all data that will be up in your mind. You're single, you want to get married. Maybe you've been divorced, you want to get remarried. I realize not every single person is called to be married. I know that God has some of you stay single your whole life. I get it. But the overwhelming majority of you are going to have to, you know, say, that's the guy, that's the gal. And this is a conference that's going to help you choose wisely. Because obviously, when you look at the divorce rate, there are people out there that are making choices, thinking, wow, I nailed it. But it ends horribly. And it uh, could be something you want, want to be in, 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 involved in. But anyway, 
So not only do I want you to live wisely, but, but number two, um, by the way, at that conference, we're flying in Scott Miller. I'm flying Scott Miller in. He's going to be one of our general session speakers. It's really going to be phenomenal. It's a Friday night and a Saturday. It's really going to be just, just top of the line. Uh, number two, thought number two. Be very careful to make the most of every opportunity in 2022. So you gotta, you gotta, you know, be very careful to, you know, live carefully. But now, now it's about making, you know, the most of every opportunity. Verse 15, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. And I think another way you could boil this down is just how you live matters, Christian. If you're a disciple of the Lord, if you're a follower of Jesus, how you live matters. You only get one shot at this thing called life and God wants you to make it count. I want you to make this, this life you got count. Whatever it is you do, whatever it is you, you, you do for a living. One of the great truths found in scripture is that our time on planet earth is limited. Psalms 139 says, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Now, obviously, you know, our time hasn't come. Whatever that day is when our heart's gonna stop beating, but, but there's a time, it's ordained. You probably, you know, don't like the ordained time that, you know, maybe that's happened in a friend's life or your family's life or whatever. Who likes that moment? But it's there. Could be today's it. I don't know. I've, I've done this a long time. I've seen young people, old people, you know, just die and just get a phone call and just go, whoa, really? How'd that happen? You know, it's crazy. Psalms 90 says the length of our days is 70 years or 80 if we have the strength. Isn't that interesting? Huh. If I live to be 72, okay, I'm 61. If I live to be 72, I have approximately 3,650 days left to live. Now, there's no guarantee I'm gonna get that many days. Like I said, today could be my last. 3,650 days. If statistics are right, I, I got about 10, 11 Christmases left. Think that through. I got 10 Christmases, maybe. I hope I get more, but I got 10 with my kids, with my wife, with my grandkids. I got 10. Some of you are going, you're bumming me out. <laughs> I don't mean to bum you out. What I mean to do is go, hey, look. Make the most of every opportunity. You only got 10 left, maybe. Maybe you got 20. You young guys, you got a whole lot more. Maybe. If statistics are right, but even if you're young, man, make the most of, of this moment because there's no, there's no guarantees. I remember one day that my, my daughter, Megan, 
her, her mother, my oldest daughter's mother, died in a car wreck. This is a long, long time ago. And I remember one time when she was about, she was about six, and her mom had died, and, and she asked me when she was six. I don't know, she's whatever, 29, I don't know, 30, something like that. <laughs> I can't remember those things. That's why I got a wife who hands me a post-it note and goes, here's your daughter's birthday. <laughs> oh, thanks. I don't remember anything. And I remember her, she, she asking me, Daddy, are you going to die? I said, sweetheart, everybody dies. I'm not planning on dying. I don't want to die. But the reality is, everybody dies. It comes. And because that's a reality, man, shouldn't we... You know, be very careful to make the most of every opportunity that God gives us in 2022. There's, um, there's a great story. Most of you know it. It's found in Luke chapter 10. And it's a story of these two sisters, Martha and Mary. And Jesus comes over to the house. Imagine that. Imagine Jesus shows up. You know, and they're like, ah, there he is, right? Jesus is here. And one of the sisters, her name was Martha, you know, starts vacuuming the, the rug. And, you know, she starts getting, you know, tea going. And she's over here baking a pie. And, you know, she's dusting everything off. I mean, Jesus is over. And her sister Mary, you know, just sits down at the feet of Jesus. Just, she's sitting there. And so imagine this scene. There's Jesus, there's Mary. And then behind her, just imagine, you know, there's all this action and activity and pledge, you know, and all the, you know, stuff, Swiffer, you know. <laughs> this is all happening behind her. And Martha, you know, sees Mary just sitting there and goes to Jesus and says, hey, Jesus, I know you're gonna get this. I know it, man, I'm, I'm here making the house nice. I'm trying to get everything ready for you. And I got tea going, I got, I got pie bacon. And can you just, my sister doesn't get it. Can you tell her to get up and help me? And basically Jesus says, Martha, you're not making the most of every opportunity. I'm in your home. And you're making iced tea? He doesn't say that. <laughs> but he says, she's chosen the better thing. She's just hanging out with me. She's just being with me. Put it all down and make the most of this particular opportunity. There's going to come a moment Jesus gets up and walks out the door. And you know what she's got? a clean house, and iced tea left over. And Mary walks out full of Jesus. I want us all to be very, very, very careful. How many of you said at the beginning of 2021, you know, I'm gonna pray more this year. Think back. How many of you said, you know, I'm gonna read my Bible more this year. 
Uh, I'm going to start giving to the, the church this year. I'm going to become a member of the church this year. I'm going to use my, my gifts to serve somewhere in the church this year. You know, I'm going to go on a missions trip this year. I'm going to spend more time with my family this year. In 2022, I want you to do it. I want you to make the most of every opportunity. In fact, I want you to take that little, little thing we handed out to you. Because you can see, I'll tell you, there's a lot of churches that will do what we do as good as we do it. But there ain't a church out there that does better than we do it. But I know there's a whole bunch right in our own city who they do just as good as we do it. No one does it better than we. Our women's ministries is just crazy, crazy good. Some of you said, you know, I'm gonna, I need to get involved with other gals. I'm going to go. Why don't you do it this year? Some of you are younger. Our mops ministry here, uh, what does that stand for? Mothers of preschoolers, I think it's whatever. Well, I don't know what it is. Anyway, it's a whole bunch of young gals, and they bring their babies down here, and they gather. and It's just crazy how many there are, and the fellowship, and the joy, and they get into scripture, and they do practical things, and they help each other out. And man, some of you ought to do that. Then, of course, we have our men's ministry that primarily meets on Monday nights in here and Tuesdays. They meet around tables. And, man, I'm going to tell you, our men's ministry is off the, off the hook, man. It is like, it's great. Hundreds and hundreds of guys get together and laugh and, you know, hang out and get into the scriptures. Our, uh, uh, our children's ministries. Wow. Look, most of you don't even know what goes on in our children's ministries. We have some of the finest people, young people, old people that serve in there, holding babies, teaching lessons, doing whatever they do. And a lot of times on Sunday, you know, I'm running around and I'm just watching them, looking at them and smiling because I'm just seeing people serving. Our children's ministry is crazy good. Our student ministries, I'll tell you, Jeff Thompson, our new high school pastor, is nailing it. And, and I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to say, I don't know. But, man, our junior high ministry, we've been really searching and searching and searching. And, um, and I don't know. Landis, you're back there. You're back there, right? I, without giving a name, can I make a, is it public knowledge or not? Well, now you all know anyway. Never mind. Anyway, we got a, we got a great, we're, you know. Our junior high ministry, we're... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Who cares, Rick? What are you going to do? I'm not going to remember I said anything anyway. That's the good... <laughs> I'm going to get home and go, I don't know. Someone's going to call me. An elder's going to call me. I'm going to go, I don't know. I don't say anything. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Nathan? Is that public? Who cares? Yeah, hey, hey, hey! When an elder goes, hey! Yeah, we got a, we got a junior high guy, uh, and we're going to introduce him, and I don't want to rob that moment of introducing the, the guy and his wife, but we got a junior high guy, and it's going to be fantastic. And I want you to know something. Kid's an ace. I've seen this kid, and he, he literally is a kid. 
Uh, but, he, I mean, he's an older kid. He's not like a kid kid, but he's like a kid. And, and I'm telling you, man, he, he's phenomenal, just phenomenal. Uh, oh, and then, of course, you know, our life groups, our small groups, home groups, home fellowship groups, growth groups. I don't care what name you put on them. They're, they're, they're phenomenal. You got to get involved in one in 2022. Uh, our Celebrate Recovery down here on Tuesday nights, I'm telling you, this might, I could, I might be able to say this. There's nobody does better than we do it. And that sounds arrogant and whatever. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't say that. I don't, I don't know. I'm just telling you, our Celebrate Recovery is off, off the hooks. Our senior adult ministry, they meet on Sundays usually, uh, prime time over here. Man, the room's packed. The room is packed. It's just, it's just our, our school. I want you to know something. Look, listen to me. How many of you have said, you know, I was, I'm gonna become a member and you never did it. Shame on you. You, 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 you ought to sign up for our membership class and become a member of our church. This is the year you do it. Or maybe you've never been baptized. Well, I was gonna do it last year, you know, but then the, you know, the COVID hit or whatever. Listen, don't let COVID stop you from honoring Christ with ba- being baptized. Just sign up, go to the thing, find Lonnie, find Rick, find me and say, hey, I wanna be baptized. Fill a car down, put it in one of those connect boxes and say, I wanna be baptized. I thought about it all last year, never did it. And I'm not letting 2022, you know, goof me up. And you can see on the back of this, just, you know, moments, parent-child dedication, I don't know, grief share, uh, navigating your finances. There's all kinds of things that, you know what, if you don't think about it, if you're not intentional, 2022 is going to go by. It's going to be the last weekend of, you know, next year, and you're going to go, man, I was never baptized. I was never you know, I became a member, I never gave, I didn't, I didn't do anything. And you might not nail it all. I told you at the beginning of the year, I wanted to listen to the word of God through the whole Bible. I've read through the Bible a lot of times. But this year I said, I'm gonna listen to the word of God. It's one of the decisions I made last January, if you will. So I got downloaded my app, and so every morning I go for a walk, even if it's raining, I'm out there with my Umbrella, if it's freezing, I don't care. And part of it is, I just want to go for a walk. I need to move. I need to exercise, but I want to listen to my, my Bible. So I started with, in, in the New Testament, in January, last January, Matthew, Mark, Luke, da, 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 da. There came a moment where I was going, you know what? I'm not going to make it. I just, you know, didn't listen to enough, you know, whatever the deal was. And so I just finished the book of Psalms. So, and then I went Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. And I, so I got a ways to go. I didn't make it all the way through. And that's okay. I don't beat myself up over it. I had a goal. I wanted to listen to the whole entire Bible. I didn't make it. It's okay. Point is, though, as I had a goal and I went for it. And if you don't set a goal and say, I'm going to get up every morning, listen to the word or read the word or whatever it might be, you know what? 2022 is going to go by and just, I found this quote. I don't know who said it, just somebody smart. 
Some people dream of doing worthy things. Others stay awake and actually accomplish them. And you know what? They change it. See that word says unknown? I actually sent it to them and it says somebody smart because <laughs> I, I couldn't figure it out. That's, that's better. You're right. Thanks, guys. Anyway, um, but whoever that unknown guy is or gal is, they're, they're super smart. I can't tell you how many people I meet. I got a dream. I'm dreaming this. I'm going to do this. And they never do anything. And there are others who stay awake and they go, you know what? And they accomplish something. And I want you to accomplish something in your spiritual life this next year. That's why I'm, I'm challenging that. Uh, and last but not least, uh, thought number three is I want you to be very careful to understand what God's will is for your life in 2022. Verse 17 says, therefore, don't be foolish. Don't be foolish. But understand what the Lord's will is. And you have to ask yourself, what, 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 man, what, what, what could be the Lord's will for my life in, you know, 2022? I know there's a couple of things for sure, okay? Let me just throw a few of them out. It's God's will that you repent of your sin and get saved. I know it's God's will. Some of you have never repented of your sin and given your life to Christ. Maybe you're watching online, never done that. And I know it's God's will that you do that. It's God's will that everybody would come to know him. It's God's will that everybody would deal with their sins. It's God's, God's will. I know it is. And if you've never done that, I want you to know today ought to be the day. You follow God's will in that area of your life. Number two, it's God's will that to fill your life with, with his spirit. That's God's will. I know it. I know it's God's will that you fill your life with the Spirit. Colossians chapter three says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Uh, uh, Colossians three goes on, it says, let, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. How you fill your life with the Spirit of Christ is, is right here. This. And if you don't have one, I'll give you one. We got one, we got a whole bunch of them in the altar room. Everybody in this room has a smartphone, I'll bet. Even, even, well, Marvin, Marvin's so old, you probably don't have one, do you, Marvin, okay? <laughs> hey, you can download them for free. Just download it. But if you don't have one, I'll tell you, I'll give you a copy of the Word of God. Because I know it's God's will that you... Fill your life with his spirit. Number three, it's God's will that you live a holy life. And all holy means is just separate. Hey, look, God doesn't call us to be weirdos. He doesn't call us, you know, to put on the wigs with all the colored things and find a camera, that, you know. I think a lot of, People go, man, if that's what God has for me, I don't, I don't, I couldn't do that. That's not, look, we're just called to live differently. And that just means by living according to this, loving people, caring about our actual neighbors. That's all. That, that, that's it. 
And there's a whole bunch of others. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have time necessarily to go, go through all of them because I, I know everybody's kind of getting nervous up there. Um, but I will say this. I'll give you an ending thought. Paul tells us all that we're to live carefully. Live carefully. And so, so as we start to kind of head into next year, just let that phrase bounce around in your brains. Live carefully. Live carefully. Dads, yeah, I tell your sons, son, live carefully. Always tell my son when he goes out the door, don't, don't, don't be stupid. Don't, don't, don't do anything stupid. I want you to live carefully. One of the things, and he's not here, his girlfriend's not here, they're members of our church also, but if he lives at home, he's going to college, he's working, he lives at home. And if mom and dad aren't there, if one of us isn't there, they're not allowed to be in the house alone. And he's, you know, these are adult people. I was his age once. <laughs> and so we just say, you know, you don't go in that house if we're not there. And so oftentimes I'll get a text and my son will say, hey, dad, you know, where are you? And I'll go, I'm on my way home. And I know what that means. They're out in front, <laughs> standing, you know, on the lawn. I'm wrong with that. My son doesn't complain about it. And it's because I, I just want him to live carefully. I want him to live carefully. You get out on your own, you know, you, I guess you do whatever you want, but hopefully these things have been embedded in his brain. Now, he's not going to do it perfectly. Let me tell you something. I don't do it all perfectly. But Paul says, live your life carefully. Make the most of the time that you have down here on planet Earth and make it your life's goal to know what God's will for your life is. That, that, that little passage is just packed full of stuff that could help us all, including me, live a different life. So here's what I want to do. Uh, I want you all to stand, and we're going to sing this song. And, but I got one last thought here, and that's this. I just want to challenge you this upcoming year to live very carefully. And that doesn't mean you can't, you know, have fun and go places and goof around and laugh and whatever. But at the end of next year, to be able to go, you know, I did, I did my best to live carefully. And one of the great reminders will be, you know, commit yourself to be here each weekend. This is a place where basically you come and you go, oh, yeah, man, I, I, I got I to gotta live, live carefully. So, Lord, thank you, God, for our time. And may this last song somehow, some way, be a, a great way to just end our, our time and our, our year, God. And I pray this in your name. Amen.